So, so hey, Caitlin. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Hey, uh, really good. Interesting things happened in tennis this week. Like, it oh was my not, gosh, I know. It was not chalk, like some first seeds uh, <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am proud to say that it was the only premier tournament on my home soil, the Coupe Roger. <laughs> right. The Rogers Cup. <laughs> Which sounds like Roger Federer's car, basically. It does. Um, um, I thought this tournament was actually like pretty good. Sometimes the U.S. Open series aren't that exciting. Because, like, not right. everyone plays, and, like, somebody's injured, and, like, you know, right. somebody's still taking time off after Wimbledon. But, like, these were both really strong draws. Yeah. Uh, and I was really, like, pumped about some of the final matches we had. Right. And, I mean, it sucks that Halep had to withdraw from the final. That's a downer, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but but it was fun to see Benchich, like... I, like I was watching her playing and I thought like, well, this is the kind of person that beats Serena every once in a while, which is like reasonably athletic, very determined, like mentally pretty strong for, for the most part, or at least mm-hmm. when it when I counted. But like when I saw her serve, I was like, God damn it. This is not a person who's going to beat Serena many times. No, <laughs> uh, I don't want to crest sexism on every episode of this podcast, uh-huh. but I just wish like coaches would teach women how to serve like dudes. Yeah, exactly. I serve like a dude. It's awesome. I serve like a dude and she is a much better athlete than I am. <laughs> Right. Like, so, why like, aren't they just teaching surely. people to serve like dudes? Like, you know, the lady servers are like all these slices with yeah. tosses way out to the right. right. Like, looking at Anna Ivanovich's Ivanov- serve makes me so upset. I know. It's just, it's just hampered her. It's like it's totally changed her whole career. Right. Like, Maria's the same. Like, they're just like these really lame three-quarter speed slice serves all the time. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it's that, like, at whatever in their what would it be like early 90s or whatever or for, for benches like the late the early 2000s yeah right like do you think these coaches just underestimated like girl athletes in a way that we don't already by now because i feel like why would you teach a different sort of service motion to a woman it's really not that different yeah it's fucking bonkers i mean notably one of the only people who didn't do that was richard williams yeah who, like, frankly, didn't teach them great mechanics on some of their other stuff. Right. But, like, the serves are perfect. You played competitive tennis growing up. Like, was there... Did, did you play, like, play players who were, like, amazing off the ground and just, like, never learned... Like, never learned a good serve because they didn't have to? Yeah. There was, a matter of fact, like, most of the women, the ethos was definitely, like, get it in. And they weren't serving, like, you know, like, cupcake serves. Yeah, sure. But it was like not a weapon. there was a lot of spin and not a lot of weapon. Yeah. I remember at nationals once I played Alexandra Stevenson. Whoa! Yeah, she was notable because she made that deep run at Wimbledon. Yeah, I don't know. It must have been like ten years now at this point. It was like two thousand four or two thousand five. Yeah, it's like, a ways. Yeah, a while ago, and she was famously Dr. J's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and we knew that like when we were kids because she was she a looked like Dr. J <laughs> Dr. J and she was six three. Right. And she was one of the only people, you know, and granted, I played a lot of good people who were way better than me, but like, that was the only one, one of the only ones that stuck out as like, oh, this will be a weapon for her. Now, like, Madison Keys has like an actual flat serve. Yeah. Sloan still kind of slices it. I'm trying to think of like what the young women um, from the States are doing. Right. But yeah, it's like not that impressive. I don't know why people do it. We should have like a coach on here and just like fucking interrogate them. Right. (laughs) Right. Why are you teaching one hit or backhand? Why don't you teach ladies how to hit real serves? (laughs) Exactly. Maybe we should get Nick Balateri. I mean, we might, we might only have months. (laughs) Months to get him. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Or he'll outlive us all. That's how I'll uh, book him. Like we really (laughs) want to have you on the show before you die, Nick. Nick, we know we have a closing window. What's up? 
Um, what did you think of the men's final today? Um, another Murray Djokovic showdown. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nice that Murray won. I, I don't, I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. Like it is, not, it is really nice that that he won just for like variety's sake. Yeah. Um, even if it was a little drawn out at the end, right? I thought that when you watch Murray when he's playing well and not getting too down, you realize like, oh, he's pretty much as good an athlete or close to as good an athlete as Djokovic. Uh, and when he's losing to Djokovic all the time, I feel like I lose sight of that. The one thing that sucks about their matchup is it's so boring. <laughs> right. There's no it's, variety at it's all. It's like cross-court backhand times three sets. Right. You're like, those are nice cross-court backhands, but like, how many more of these do I have points do I have to watch? And like, just somebody just randomly drop shot it or like hit a laser down the line. Right, right, and it's a shame because they are so like I was saying, athletic. Like, it's a shame that they, there wasn't a little more variety so that you'd get to see it more. Like, let's let's have like an enforced two drop shots a rally Ooh. rule. Or yeah. wooden rackets. <laughs> wooden ra- tennis. Yeah, back on the wooden rackets. Um, Joining us on the main draw, I'm so excited about this. Is Amina Tussaud, who is a fantastic thoughtful person who also happens to be half of call your girlfriend which is my favorite podcast um she's also a rabid tennis fan and i'm super super pumped to have her hi amina hi how's it going thanks for having me i am so excited to hear um what you think about potentially the tennis tour's most exciting relationship uh i'm very excited about it i i potentially found out about this through scrolling serena's instagram (laughs) and she had posted a picture of the ovo jordans Mm-hmm. And I was like, screamed. I was like, stop, excuse me, what? Like, you know, it's it's not weird that Drake would send Serena a pair of shoes, or as the kids say, that he would lace her with some sneakers. That's oh. not weird at all. But the fact that she was, she never, like, Instagram or promotes him. So I immediately Googled it, and, like, obvi, they're hanging. It's the power couple we deserve. I mean, I also think it's just going to be good for Drake. It's going to ground him you know and he you know he he was the best like proto boyfriend by going to Wimbledon and just sticking out the whole thing like it was like that was incredible it's not the first time that he's done it um but last time he went to Wimbledon I guess before this time Serena was dating Common Mm -hmm. and you know that was like the source of like a really hilarious like rap beef afterwards what but oh yeah between Common and Drake Common and Drake beefed over Serena it was pretty incredible and I was How like, did what nobody know this? I was people know, but like nobody took it seriously. It's like, what are they gonna do? Hug it out? Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two like Lisa threatening rappers <laughs> in all of like rapdom. It's nice uh, that Serena has a type. I know, but but then you know, but then Serena like threw some serious shade at Drake at Wimbledon when they were like, Serena, is this your lucky trope mascot or whatever? And she rolled her eyes and was like, Drake is like my brother. And I was like, no. <sighs> What? You, c- you kind of can't bounce back from that, but apparently you can. Yeah, yeah. She friend zoned him so hard, or maybe that was like an agreed upon ruse at first. Yeah, I mean, this would be like the second time that they've dated, if if the internet's are to be believed. And I I think that Audrey is like it, Aubrey is more um he's more mature now. I think so too. He's he's had some ups and downs. I just want to for the chronology of this summer for anybody who doesn't know. Notable moment number one. Aubrey photographed in a cream-colored sweater tied around his neck in her box at Wimbledon. Aubrey moment number two, there's Jordans. Aubrey moment number three, you sent me this. Um, a You tagged me in his Instagram post where he's playing ping pong at the yes. Toronto Players Lounge at the tournament. It's, it, I mean, the whole thing is incredible. 
It's really incredible. He's not also very good at ping pong, it looks like. I mean, you Which know, made he's, me like he's, good, he's, good, he's good enough. He's good. He's, he's good, good enough. He just does that cocky, like, you know, rapper thing where he thinks that he's good at everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And people and the people around him, like, all indulge him. It's like Obama saying that he's good at basketball and then they show, like, the scrimmage. And I'm like, who, who is going to hit the president? You know, like, right. You know, right. Do that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, Drake, like, a fairly, a fairly serious tennis fan. He's like his mom to the games. Oh. He, you know. That's so cute. He's like hanging. He's hanging with Serena. He, you know, he like promised he could make her a lefty. You know, I'm like, is that a sexual thing? Because I don't think otherwise it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Serena no. doesn't need coaching advice from you. I'm right. sure the rest of the tennis field would be like, please just play lefty for like a month so the rest of us have a chance at winning something. Oh um, I feel like one thing that I really like about Serena is that she's like a shockingly complex woman who's like incredibly deeper and more like amazing than any of us realize. Like go and read the New York times magazine story about her life in Paris, for example, oh, like, amazing. she speaks yeah. fluent French. Like she knows how to design stuff. Like she's like a Renaissance woman. She's incredibly thoughtful. The way she plays tennis is like 10, you know, obviously like tends to be dismissed as like sheer power, but it's not, it's like, she's one of the craftiest, most thoughtful players who's ever played the game. And also coincidentally the best. And right. it's just like, She's such an interesting person, and this is just, like, such a lovely sort of turn of events to, to me. Yeah, I know. And she is also, like, um, very involved in the social justice movement, which a lot of people don't realize. It's like Serena Williams is basically our generation's Muhammad Ali, and what? people just don't know this mm-hmm. because she's really humble and also because she's a woman, right? I think that I think that a lot of people have a hard time just realizing that one of the greatest athletes of our time is Serena Williams. And I'm also, like, really embarrassed at how much, you know, like, celebrity gossip I consume. But I feel okay with my consumption of Serena celebrity gossip. (laughs) Because you can tell that it frustrates the paparazzi and the newspapers what is happening with her. What do you mean? There's, like, never know. They're always like, is she dating the coach? We don't know. We can't tell. Oh, they're holding hands. But now she's dating Common. What's going on? And nobody could quite get to the bottom of it because she is very private about it. Hmm. Um, you know, same thing with Sasha. It's like nobody knew what was going on there. And I feel, you know, like, I think that Serena has, she is really, she's been really smart about the PR around the men that she dates. Like, it's never been a distraction for her, which is really good. I agree. And she's dated, I mean, I'm 100% on board with both Common and Aubrey. But I feel like when she was into, um, what's his name, Brett, uh, the movie producer guy who produced yeah, like, all yeah, the Rush yeah. movies. Uh, yeah, no. That guy was not okay. I was not down with Coach Patrick either. Um, but yeah. You know, I'm like, Serena's gonna do what Serena's gonna do. I support her wholeheartedly. Um, okay, so now we're going to do, uh, um, our newly favorite segment, Chris. The name of this segment is Never Number One. These are people who didn't make it to the very top. These are the kind of people who just like got to like maybe one major final and a couple of semis and were notable because they were just oftentimes more fun than the people who did go on and win the majors like, let's say, Pete Sampras. <laughs> this week we gave Amina the choice yes. to talk about whoever she wanted to talk about. And I was delighted with who she picked. It was a struggle. When you told me never number one, I like almost lost my shit because all of the number ones in my heart are never number one on the, exactly. on the chart, so it was hard. But I picked, um, you know, 
number one in my heart, forever boo, Goran Ivanisevic, uh, who just, you know, 2001 kind of changed my life mm-hmm. and was, I don't know, it like made history, honestly. I think that to this day, um, watching him win that, um, that Wimbledon tournament is, I, like, I think it's the best sport I've ever seen. And the the feelings that I associate with it, I think, will never go away. What do you associate with it? Like, do you remember where you were when you were watching it? Like, do you, like... Um, My family was in France that summer. And uh, it was delightful. It's like French summer. It's hot and gross. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) we're big tennis watchers. So nothing gets in the way of tennis. And, I mean, like, Ivan Isovich was already... You know, like he was already popular, but he 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 like entered the term as a wild card. I think he was ranked like one one twenty, like one hundred twenty five, which is crazy. Yeah. And you know, but he's like popular with the fans. He's popular with me. He had some sort of shoulder <laughs> injury. Uh, nobody, you know, like nobody believed that he was he was going to win. Like I think that was like the year of rafter. Like everybody was like rafter everywhere. But um, I think that the reason, like, the number one reason for me that I, I like him is I just, I'm such a fan of serve and volley tennis. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think that that was the year that also, like, serve and volley tennis died. You know, right, nobody's cause... ever going to go on and, and win playing serve and, volley, serve and volley. Like, that shit is over. Right. I mean, he played Rafter in the final. But, yeah, I I don't know. He, he was obviously, like, very emotional throughout the whole tournament. It was great tennis. But he just held his own, you know? And there's something about someone who just wants it so bad. Yeah. Just so badly. And you can feel the whole crowd is rooting for him. And when um, when he won, I remember he said something like, nobody cares, uh, for, nobody cares about second place. Mm. And yeah. you just realize how much it meant to him. And I yeah. think he had a friend who had died also. Um, that he dedicated the trophy to. Drazen so Petrovic, yeah. 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 And he was, uh, yeah, he like died in a car accident in 93, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, he was so emotional about that. And I was like, this, all of this was worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also an additional factor is that there's like the late career, the late career surge, right? Like, yeah. That you, when you see somebody who, like, you know, it's one of his last tournaments, I think he ended up retiring in 2003 or 2002, like, not very long after. And, like, when you know that this is, like, their last best chance, or in his case, like, nobody really gave him much of a chance, and then here he is, like, it felt like this is the only moment that could possibly happen. Like, and that, to me, was, like, you know, and also, he had such a fun reputation as, like, a brash player who would trash locker rooms, and, like, I remember (laughs) one match he broke ten rackets, (laughs) <laughs> and like you know to see somebody who like the other side of those emotions so prominently displayed it was just like it was actually like really beautiful and nice and he was he just like gave himself over to it so much that it was like really really moving like i remember i was in a hotel room supposed to like be checking out and i we like stayed and bought an extra night so that we could see the end of the match cuz it was a five setter like it was 9 7 yeah. like nine, it seven, was yeah. a really really long match yeah. Also, it was a Monday, and I think that's, like, the last time they ever played a Monday final because they have the roof now. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, everything just felt out of the ordinary. You know, it was just, like, felt really extreme. Uh, and and I think that that's also really, you know, it's really 
befitting for him. Like, there's no middle ground with, with Goran. It's like good Goran <laughs> and he's flying like a champion, uh-huh. or it's bad Goran and there's tantrums everywhere. And you never <laughs> you never saw the in-between with him, and I felt like that whole tournament, it was good Goran all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's like one of the downsides to our current like tennis lineup. Maybe with the exception of Curios, is like, you know, you don't get a lot of like, there's a lot of people saying like, tossing around the word professionalism, yeah. you know? Which is, like, I guess a nice word to say about somebody. But it's also, like, or, like, Djokovic taking care of business. Which, <laughs> you know. And it's, like, I don't know. It's a sport. It's, like, gladiatorial. It's, like, fun when somebody, you know, leaves a little bit of, like, skin and blood on the court. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not nostalgic about a lot of things. In, in fact, like, nostalgia really annoys me. But I'm really nostalgic for the era of tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just really cool to see him. Right, because he had lost three Wimbledon finals already. I think the last one was in like 97 or 98. So like he was, you forget how written off he was. Like he was like thought of as like a charity case kind of moving through the tournament. I remember when I was a kid trying to serve like him thinking that if I had like that open stance, I would serve heavier. (laughs) And like looking back, I realized that like the thing that makes you serve well isn't the stance. It's being like a 6'4 flexible lefty. (laughs) Like that's, that's your way into having a good serve. Um, I did a little Goran research before we talked about him, and, like, none of the stuff is, like, that interesting. Like, you know, we all know he's Croatian, and he dedicated his win to a friend who had died, and he had a brother who had cancer, and that's how, like, he, you know, where all the winnings of his first, like, decade in the tour went. One fun fact that you might not know, because I didn't, is that he has on his shoulder a tattoo, one tattoo combining a cross, a rose, and a shark. I found a quote of his about that tattoo. <clears throat> and this is Ray after he got it. He was asked about it, and he said t- to the reporter, "My tattoo is a cross, a rose, and a shark. A cross <laughs> is a cross, a rose like love, and a shark is a pretty tough animal. It hurt a lot." <laughs> you know what? Just based on the strength of that, I yep. support this tattoo. Exactly, like, perfect. Yeah. Like I do too. Right? This isn't like Tip Sarovich, like being really deep and shit. Like he just wanted a shark on there because sharks are tough. Yeah, I'm like it's. It's cool. do do you boo boo. That's cool. That's cool. Listen, thanks so much for doing this. It was great to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so th- fun. Will you come back like every six months and talk about a new player? I yes. Next time I come back, we can talk about Tim Henman, and after that, we can talk Wait, about you like Tim Henman. No, but okay. he like I think that if we're going to give props to people who go to the net, right? He, that yeah. man was always at the net. Yeah. What about Rafter? Is he above or below Henman in your opinion? I think he's above, you know, like yeah. he just seemed like more naturally gifted. His serve was garbage. <laughs> he had these like silky smooth volleys. Uh-huh. Like, well, I'll, I'll let you do that. Right. Like, you know. And also, yeah, it's like that man got two Wimbledon finals, two U.S. Open titles, and he went to the semifinals of French Open. You know, like that's a good life. Yeah. I'll let him have it. I'll sure. let him have it. I'll that's be not- I'll be back in six. I'll be back in six months. <laughs> Hopefully Drake and Serena will still be together. And talk about uh, their relationship. Hopefully Drake will be carrying Serena's baby by then. Uh, like, that's oh what's my god! And scene. Rooting <laughs> for you, crazy kids. Uh, Amina, you're the best. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to Yay. listen. You guys are the best. Have a great Sunday. All right. Bye. You too. Bye bye. If you like our show, subscribe to us on iTunes or at maindraw.tumblr.com. <laughs>